from the internet, this is Tech Laundry, a weekly show broadcasted live on Google Hangouts, where I, Jeffrey Barron, and my buddy, Tercius Perfette, talk tech and shoot the shit. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the 22nd episode of Tech Laundry. I'm Jeff. And I'm Tercius. And today, we're talking about internet privacy, we're talking about ad-supported media, we're talking about future foods and stuff. Tercius, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, you know. Like, I, I I, don't know why, but, like, I've been limping for the past three days. Like, I woke up from a nap, and I can't put any pressure on my foot. It's weird. Uh, you should probably take a look into that. Um, I don't know what it was. I'm just, like, icing it. I mean, it's getting better, but I kind of hope, like, tomorrow it'll be perfect, because I have a photo shoot tomorrow, so I'm really hoping that, like, it's cool by then you know what i'm saying if you get like a wheelchair or something maybe you can make more money be like wheel to the photo shoot and you're like hey dude, i was limping around the office this morning and everyone's like what happened to you did you get run over by a car again and i was like i did not get over like it doesn't happen that frequently <laughs> is like, it everyone assumes i get like run over by a car like every year and i'm like is it like Man. sore or is it like it's joint just thing? i think it's a sprain like a very mild sprain huh did you just have, yeah. like, a bad dream and just, like, kick something, maybe? I, I don't, know. don't know. Like, no one's in my bed, so I couldn't have kicked anyone. All right, well, that's a mystery. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know if that at means... This that moment, you, at this moment. <laughs> I don't know if that means if at you hurt yourself while sleeping. moment, there was no one in my bed. Oh, you hurt yourself while sleeping. How are you, sleeping. man? <laughs> <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, yeah. See, my bed behind me is no problems when I sleep there. Cause I never sleep because I'm drinking coffee right now. Love coffee. Are, is that a twin? Are you sleeping on a twin? I'm sleeping on a twin, dude. Because I can't. Are you kidding enough, me right there's now? There's not enough room in the house to bring in my old bed. <clears throat> Wait, where is your old bed that it's I in slept the, in for two weeks? It's in the garage. Really? Yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, I just kind of just sits there collecting dust until I move out, so. Yeah. When is that gonna be? Could be soon. Could be Could soon. Be soon. I might. I Are might you... move to uh, North Sacramento area. So. What? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Is there a job over there for you, or just for the hell of it? Just a really sweet deal on a house, possibly. We'll see. Is it with um? Who was that guy? Your old roommate? No, he still lives. In, he has to live in SF because that's where his job requires okay. him. But uh, this could be with Cami, actually. So. Okay. Yeah, cool. We'll, we'll take a look into that. But yeah. that being said, uh, let's smoothly segue <laughs> into you. You are definitely smooth. So I'm gonna write. So so what? Let me tell you about smooth. This soylent uh, 2.0. Okay, let talk about smooth. Uh, let me tell you about this milkshake, dude. So okay. So, for those who don't know, uh, I have been a big supporter of Soylent, which is a meal replacement drink mm-hmm. uh, or powder supplement. It's slim fast for nerds. It's slim fast for nerds. Um, you could look at it that way. The idea was that could, like, an engineer was just, like, kind of tired of, like, having to go, like, he found food to be... Yeah. A problem for him. It just get, got in the way of his process. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you have to go to the store. You have to prep your food. You have to have a refrigerator to keep. There's like, there's just so you have many to things. Cook your food. You have to eat your food. You have to like wash dishes. You know. 
and Who not everybody used not everybody and you actually had to do dishes tonight so you can relate yeah, yeah. that's true that's, that's all i did today that <laughs> and watch like new girl <laughs> is that show still going <laughs> no i was watching um reruns of it i was just like oh this isn't as funny as i remember <laughs> <laughs> this show's kind of terrible maybe mm, i don't know i don't think about new girl yeah, maybe um, i should go back to washing dishes <laughs> Anyways, okay, hold on. Quick ast- asterisk. Yes. I told Jeff about, like, Soylent first, but he refuses to acknowledge it. Okay. I have text messages from my dad telling me about no. it. No. So you see, the thing is, I messaged it. you about it. Like, I linked you to an article from The New Yorker about it, and that's where I first read about it. If you can provide me with picture evidence, I'll believe you. What? <sighs> okay, just, I've I'd... had, like, three phones since, like, I... Like, told you don't you back this. it up. You don't back up all your huh? messages. I never delete any messages. I have every message since the dawn of time since I got a smartphone. Really? I have all my. I have then my you old should phone. Have it. My flip phone, actually, like, is still in my drawer. Like, from like middle school. Like, I. Are still you have a that. hoarder? I just keep it because I'm like, you never know. Like, who wants? Like, I kind of want to look through my old messages as a teenager. Like, you never know. Really? Um, but I was like, yeah. I was an idiot. Still yeah. am, but a bigger, louder feel, idiot. It just makes you feel better about yourself in the future. Have like, you ever read now. through your old, like, live journal posts? I have my MySpace posts, yeah. I, are they awful? Nothing emotionally driven, but it's just weird to read it. Like, because I thought some things were funny, and I read them now, I'm like, they're not that funny at all. <laughs> Jeff, the truth is, you're not that funny right now. <laughs> I'm not that funny right now, but people who meet me in real life, I'm a funny guy. Um, <laughs> so anyhow, this whole thing about Soylent, so anyhow, not everybody views food oh, yeah, the Soylent, same way. Oh yeah, right, right. So not everybody views food the same way. Um, but uh-huh. for, and like, for, but for some people, sometimes you just don't have time in the morning to just have food. So you just have like a shake yeah. or something like that. So if you kind of look at it like that, um, Soylent is a great way to kind of like not have to worry about like having a disabled breakfast because this is like perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's quote unquote perfect nutrition because everything that yeah. we know about nutrition is put into this bottle. Um, each bottle is 400 so calories. Is it like, okay. So each bottle is like, you have to drink what four of them or three of them a day. Uh, the, the government says that if you, if you're uh, like a normal adult, it's like 2000 calories per day. So you have to have five yeah. bottles. If you're, if you're doing this for hundred percent, which oh, not wow. many people do, uh, you have each one's yeah a meal. So you have five and it's spread out over the course of a day. Um, okay. And so I'm going to write about my experiences um, using Soylent. And I've been 2. using Soylent. 2.0. This is 2.0, by the way. This is, the, this is why. 2.0. This is a, a bigger deal. This is actually a way bigger deal than I was thinking it was going to be. Because um, I've been using Soylent for about a year now, a little over a year. And this has changed the game on, on in terms of like marketing and how they're presenting the product and how it tastes most of all. Yeah. So I'll be writing an article uh, about it on our site, techlaundrypodcast.com. Uh, to be posted sometime tomorrow. Uh, not sometime today. this week. Just, yeah, just sometime this <laughs> before week. Before the end of the week. Yeah, because yeah, I got um, to edit the show and do all this stuff. So, Did um, I tell you I actually looked into um, a low um, a low carb version of Soylent? I think you like, might have I'm mentioned looking- it. Yeah, I was looking at like um, you know, like there you know how like there's it's solely open source and like the recipes out there yeah. and people have tweaked it and all that. There was this website that like um had a low carb option and 
and you could like it gives you all the ingredients that you need to have and then you could just put a multiplier on how like what the time is that you would need and it would order for like all the ingredients from amazon it came out to like 80 dollars for like a week or two weeks and i was like wow that's, that's really expensive well it's kind of hard to like put a price on like like, like 80 dollars. you can look at it like that's like straight like if yeah. you're looking at it like straight on but i mean like you have to think about like okay well if it's already pre-mixed for me, I'm saving time. And uh-huh. there's the un there's the unseen benefit of like health. Like this is what I'm I'm like I'm sticking to it. I don't have yeah. to like think about like, oh, because I know like for you, you have to like really plan out your meals when you're dedicated to a yeah. diet. So um this kind of takes that out of the equation where just like I don't have to worry about what I'm eating because I know exactly what I'm eating. And yeah. like each bottle's four hundred calories. So yeah. you know, if you're like want to lose weight, you drink four or three and you're good. Yeah. Well um, that's that's why I was looking into it. I was like, I'm really into the low carb thing, but you know, like, it gives you the kind of, like, nutritionally correct amount of carbs. So it's like, uh, so we'll see. I really wanted to check it out and kind of see if there there was, like, a kind of, the Soylent Company creates a low-carb version of their product, which I don't think they do. What if, um, I could just, I have a bottle um, I could probably send up to you, um, just mm-hmm. so you can give you, like, try it. Because I think it's, I think Or you could just, amazing. like, visit... That's so far. It's two and a half hours. Oh my god. Oh no. It's so oh, far, no. man. Oh my god. Unless you're paying me money. Uh, so anyhow, so I'll be writing on something. Yeah. I'll be writing on my experiences about uh, yeah. my Soylent and Soylent 2.0 in particular. So definitely check that out. Oh, dude, did you see like the new Apple accessories? So I did. And, dude, uh, I want them. Okay, you know. Okay, weird thing. So. Okay, so they got, like, the new keys, and everything's powered with lightning cables. Like, um, for some weird reason, the Magic Trackpad is the most expensive, like, accessory right now. Like, okay, so the Magic Mouse is, like, $70. The Magic Keyboard is, like, 100 And the Magic Trackpad is, like, 130 or $140. It's that so weird. That is really expensive. Um, yeah, although- like, for, mm. for accessories... Okay, if you buy all three of these accessories, you're basically getting an ipad yeah that's true like an ipad mini and like it's 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 pretty like pretty expensive i know particularly people have been really like uh, have been really all about the magic mouse or the um the magic trackpad i've never been a fan of them but some people swear by them i love my magic trackpad i was really excited about getting these but when i added them up like added up like just how much they would cost i was like Jeez, it's really expensive. They are, but I mean, like uh, they do have the convenience of all being charged with a lightning um, cord, and like they last for a month, which is awesome. Like I'm getting, like I'm getting really sick of like switching in and out of the um, my Eneloops for my stuff. Like everything I own is like powered by Eneloops, and I'm like I'm done like recharging everything. You know, I'm really done with freaking double a batteries and they do say two hours of charge will get you a month or more of usage um, yeah which is pretty damn good um yeah, i know for ridiculous. sure that like because i'm using a performance i mean in terms of like price i paid a hundred dollars for this amount actually i, I yeah. didn't pay but someone you know got it for me as a gift but like it was a worth a hundred dollars and like yeah. I've been using this mouse for years, and like to yeah. be with like I was so stubborn about my mouse too. I was using a really shitty old like Microsoft like like white 
I can't, like, I have to pull up a picture of it, but it was like a really old Microsoft mouse. Is it one of those that has like a scroll, it's like red at the bottom and it has like a gray scroll wheel? Uh, yeah, it was one of those except it was white. <laughs> it wasn't, the, okay. it wasn't like the silvery gray one, but I've okay. used that one before. Yeah. Um, and like, as soon as I swapped to this one, I was like, oh, well, I don't know, I all, couldn't believe what I was missing. Things. So nice. All the things. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, for me, like right now. I'm gonna hold off on buying accessories because okay, if you add them all up, that's like two hundred dollars for a set of a keyboard and a like a and a mouse, right? That's two hundred basically two hundred dollars. I mean, a little bit less, yeah. so maybe one hundred seventy, something like that. And then you can just buy an iMac, and then your iMac would just cost like eight hundred dollars instead, you know. So speaking of iMac, they yeah. refreshed the they did refresh the iMac line. Yeah, 4K I was display. definitely looking into that. Um, I know you've been in the market for a while. Um, Any any thoughts from you? I like the price. I like that it's fifteen hundred cast starting. um, Yeah. And you get a four K display, and like Uh that four K, like four K buying a four K monitor these days is already like Like kind of up there. Yeah, a thousand for a really good one. You can get a mono price one that's actually fairly solid. Uh, My brother owns one, and I saw it. Uh, We're playing on it a few. Your brother seems to have a lot of tech. He's definitely a person who invests. Uh, a lot into his yeah. equipment and technology, so he has a lot of nice things. Yeah. Um, and I got and like my dad has five K Mac in just in the other room. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I mean, it's fast. Mm-hmm. I uh, it, it's so hard for me to justify something like this because like I'm like, well, my workflow is already on Mac or on PC, yeah. and it's. I mean, PC. That's the reason you also get into PCs is because they're so affordably cheap and they're modular. So it's like, oh, I need to upgrade something. Yeah. Like I right now, like on my desk right now. Yeah. Have like, you looked into how you could upgrade the hard drive? What is that? It's a brand new. This is a brand new graphics card um, <laughs> I have, that I have. I'm just waiting to like put into my computer, but I just have. Okay, I always found that so weird about you. I remember when you were like building a computer and you just had stuff. I was like, how are you not putting this together right now? Yeah, that was I was really busy that week. I was so busy. I was like, I have all this cool stuff I want to build, like thousands of dollars of equipment, and then I just I wouldn't be able it. to see. But I would just be like, let's do this. Yeah, it's yeah. such a pain to upgrade like IMAX, especially like the only thing that let you upgrade is like the RAM. But you know, like what the hell? Okay, and here's my biggest gripe about IMAX: the price is good. You know, like performance, the upgrades, cool. Like 4K, affordable, cool. Sure. Here's my problem. They still have an HDD as the standard. It's 2015 and they still have just a freaking spinning drive as their standard hard drive. And that shouldn't be a thing anymore. It's like, that makes me angrier than the 16 gig iPhone. Um, I think they have like, I mean, yeah, it's true. It does, it defaults with like a 5400 RPM. It's not even the fastest yeah. RPM hard drive. Um, so it's kind of a huge bummer and they have like a fusion drive but the fusion drive is actually smaller than it should have been they said i'm reading comments on and some people were saying that it used to default with 128 gig on ssd and now it's 24 gig um so it feels really bad i don't know why they would reduce storage on um something like that because like it's very crucial that they have that so it's like Um, really strange that it's just like you have to pony up all... There's no, like, I'll pay for it later kind of thing. Like, PCs, you can, like, just... You know, you can get what you need now, and then later on we get more money, you can get, you know, add on to it. 
Yeah. But with the IMAX, it's like you're basically stuck with the configuration you choose. There's no future kind of proofing it kind of thing, or like at the very least, you know, planning for the future with it. Like if you buy it with eight uh, eight gigs of RAM, you're basically stuck with eight gigs of RAM. Yeah, that's how I feel about the laptop. Like the entry line for the MacBook Pros is like thirteen hundred dollars, but you're not yeah. going to buy a thirteen hundred dollar laptop. No, you're not. You're, you're going to spend like two K to get a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and I was because you need that. to get like you need to get like the right um, you know memory stick. You have to get the right hard drive, but preferably solid state. You know. Yeah, and it surprises me just because Apple like has would jumped on the SSD train pretty quickly uh, for the mm-hmm. laptop line. They're like you one twenty eight gig. Like you don't you can't actually get uh, on the Retina IMAX. I don't think you can actually get a spinning drive. You have to start at one twenty eight. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's not like a like um, a regular SSD. It's like storage that are like they have their own kind of form factor like it's glued into the computer itself yeah it's 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 really really fast i think it's pcie um it's extremely fast uh i've i've watched people who bought the new ix and see just render out a video and i'm like you did all this and then it still has like 90 percent battery life after all that editing like i couldn't believe it um yeah i mean at some point i really need to update my gear like i kind of held off on the whole buying new equipment i was just like you know what i'm just not gonna edit video for a little while until i start i have the right equipment because dude running um premiere on my laptop right now is hell Hmm. and it's just not fun one thing i'm kind of disappointed about is that this doesn't have uh the new generation of intel processors which is skylake it's using broadwell that doesn't mean it's like bad or slow they're still gonna be fine it's just it's not yeah brand brand new it's not on the cutting yeah edge. and it doesn't have a usb type c yeah i was looking at the ports in the back I, yeah so r- right now like i'm really kind of confused so refresh me so the the new macbook right that really tiny laptop is is that so far the only apple product that has a USB usb type c because I, right now you look at the magic keyboard the magic mouse all that stuff that's lightning that's not like, you know, that's not USB Type-C. The Apple TV, the remote charges with Lightning. None of, nothing else has a USB Type-C. So it's like Apple's not really committing to that platform. And and if you think about, <coughs> like, product cycles or whatever, um, they just refresh, refresh their, like, accessories. So it's not going to be, like, it, it's going to take them, like, what, eight years to come out with a new one? So... Where's USB Type C in Apple's plan? I'm. It not seems weird that it's sure. only the, like one product that has it. Um, I remember reading an article not too long back that will they're gonna make a spec that will make USB Type C compatible with Lightning stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it so might have kind just, of like yeah. a um, you know how like the MagSafe um to MagSafe two adapter you think something like that. It'll probably be yeah. It, I'd imagine it'd be something like that because they're both, they're like you know they're both kind of different, but they're both very quick in terms of yeah. data transfer and stuff. Um, yeah, they're both reversible. They're both kind of like you know, and small little things. The new uh, the new Nexus line of phones used to USB Type C. Yeah, and because everyone they do, else, it's like standard now. Like a lot of flagships and all that have USB Type C. The Google Pixel, <coughs> the Pixel C, um, the Nexus phones probably you know samsung in the future hc in the future 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a given everybody will, will uh, adopt it as a new standard. But because yeah. they have, they've gained things like quick charging, like because USB Type-C has a spec that allows it to push more wattage into the yeah. battery, it can charge so quickly. And I talked about this on the episode and how fast they charge. Uh, mm-hmm. So definitely check that out if you want to hear a discussion about that. Um, so yeah, um, good things and bad things about this whole update about stuff uh, on, in terms of Apple stuff. Yeah. Um, unfortunate on some ends. I mean, I, I, we knew this was coming because we read rumors yeah. that they were going to like update it and stuff. Um, yeah. And, but there's nothing to write home about other than like, oh, okay, well. It's new. It's new. Insides are good. But, you know, there's... There's no real kind of groundbreaking reason to buy it other than, oh, you can update if you want to. Yeah. Also 4K. Also Force Touch. At least the uh, the multi-touch service has Force Touch now. Yeah, that's why I figured that the, the Magic Trackpad 2 would be the most, expen- like, the most expensive one because it has the technology. Do you know? Do you happen to know if it has like the haptic feedback or taptic feedback inside of the... Uh... I actually don't know. That would be really cool if it had that. That would be interesting. I love that. I do like the fact that it's literally just a square piece of glass and you just touch it. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, it, it's white now it's to match with the other accessories. They're just pure silver like the the one I have, you know? So just pure silver. Oh, yeah, that's right. Huh. Well, there you have it, folks. It's a small update uh, yep. from Apple. If that's your thing, some people swear by it. Some people don't. It's just I, the way it is. I kind of want one, but I kind of wish I could upgrade to a like upgrade the ram later and the hard drive later but that's not a possibility yeah so <laughs> except i'm pretty sure i can upgrade the ram pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's one of the few things you can upgrade i think so don't me on i that. don't know i think people were talking about whether or not you could upgrade it i'm not sure yeah okay anyhow so yeah in the spirit actually there's no spirit of it at all well actually in no. the spirit i guess there's a little bit about it hey. so with the um, with dawn of iOS nine and the fact that iOS nine will integrate add-ons for blocking ads, yeah, content blockers. Content. You got stuff like you know ad blocker. You got stuff like Crystal. You got you know I have actually a couple of them on my phone. Yeah. So how what's your what's been your experience with this? Okay. Um. <coughs> I've been kind of like you know. At first, I was like, I'm loving the experience of not having any ads, but actually, it it blocks some things that I actually want to see. Like I, <coughs> I browse through like journalismjobs.com often, and when I like you know look through some of the listings, you don't see like the descriptions of the listings for some weird reason, and I feel like that's because of the ad blocker. Hmm. But like you know, like when you read articles and stuff like that, the experience is so much better. Like, you see, like, you know, the little gap or, like, a line where it says, you know, add here or something, and you're like, okay, this is working. It's great. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's been kind of weirdly hit or miss. Like, it blocks some things that it shouldn't. Some content is missing. But I'm, I would say, like, it's, like, 80% accurate to what I would want it to do. Do you happen yeah. to know if it blocks ads on YouTube? Um, <coughs> You know what? No, it does not. Does not. Okay. It doesn't. Like, cause I, I actually, you know, it's weird. I see more ads on YouTube now more than ever. Really? Like, I don't know why. I just notice it more now. Like, I think it's because my work computer is um, Firefox, and it does not have you know um, an ad block software on there. And yeah, the YouTube thing, it doesn't. It, it's not affected by the content blocker. Cause remember, the content blocker is specifically for Safari. Oh, okay. 
yeah, it's a Safari type thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I love Safari. It's a good, it's a, it's a good <coughs> browser. Like I prefer it to Chrome, which was, you know, it, it'll kill your battery. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. And I want to love Safari, but I just have I'm so ingrained with like the Chrome. Stuff. Chrome knows all like everything. Like it knows. Oh, I gotta. Speaking of content blocking, okay, so like. I, you like, everybody has definitely like been to like a website where like it's been insanely unoptimized for like mobile and they yeah. don't even like try to make it browsable with ads and stuff. Like sometimes like the ads will be like the X to click it off. It's like tiny and you try to peck at it yeah. and like clicks the ad instead and opens up a new tab. I feel like, like that's a tactic, not like a design <laughs> flaw. It's like, we're going to leave this in because people are going to freaking press the ad. It's, it's so stupid. And like the big, <laughs> one of the biggest things that like people who write, uh, ad blockers write them because they want the ad industry to change. They want, they're like, they're saying like, we won't like view any of your ads and give you money because the way that you're, we, you need to make, you need to cater to us as like yeah. for ads. Um, so you need to make your ads like reasonable. You need to make them not obnoxious and like, you know, something that actually caters to my interest rather than just being like some crazy bullshit. Um, and <laughs> thrown in this freaking autoplay videos are the worst thing ever. Like, <laughs> I'm on international business time. Like I've been on the site for like, you know, the last like half hour and I paused and muted this video three or four times and it automatically just plays like, like it's muted. It's just sitting there. I'm in another tab and then it just starts playing again. Like every 10 minutes or so drives me crazy. It's the worst. You have like the lamest problems ever. (sighs) It stresses me out. (laughs) It's not not easy being me. Well, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, like the whole, um, you have to like do your content for us, but like, there's a weird way I've been noticing a lot more that like ads are sneaking through my, um, my ad blocker on my Safari on my computer. I've been seeing more and more ads like on YouTube and all that. And I did some research on it. It was just because, and one of the things is, is that they have something called a whitelist. Have you heard of this? Yes. You know, like things that they wouldn't block and all that. And there's they are they're charging company like, you know, websites are big enough to a fee so that, you know, they'll be a whitelisted so they'll still be able to pay an ad. So it's some so the thing is, it's kind of like a pay to play system now. It's no longer for the people, it's who has the most money that they can pay to be whitelisted. And there's there's different ad yeah there's different ones there's AdBlock Plus and AdBlock Pro yeah. I think um, the yeah. two biggest ones and yeah there's there's a few of them that like Google says like I'll give you X money if you let our ads through yeah. and I think sometimes it's fine uh, it really depends on what their goal is because if their goal is to block all ads they failed yeah. but if their goal is to make it so that um, we'll take your money. And we'll let your ad through if it meets the guidelines for what's reasonable in terms of yeah. what makes a good ad. I think that's fine because that that teaches, that tells people like, hey, we need to up our game and like really start looking at you know not making ads that are terrible, yeah, um, and like, like play sounds and do all this. See, crazy but like, bullshit. okay, that's that kind of stuff is so relative to me. Like, what's terrible? Like, <coughs> I hate video ads. I hate them in front of like YouTube videos. So, for me, every video ad, no matter what the content is is terrible you know um i think there there so, has so to be something to say? uh it, it's just like there they like sometimes like there has to be like if you want to click out of like an ad or like there can't be any, like like you know like you know, the screen goes like dark and they put a layer yeah. and like it's like oh subscribe now or whatever it's like click out of it or something like that 
Um, I think those things are obnoxious. Those are like obstructive. Mm-hmm. Something that's like unobstructive. Like if it's a banner ad on the yeah. right or something that can't flash, like they should have like certain like simple just criteria. Purely text-based ones that are clearly labeled that it's an ad. Yeah, that's that's fine. And like, cause, yeah. or if you go to like a download site and like, you know, there's like a million things on that site that say like download now and you can't figure out which one's the actual download link, you have like hover over it to see where it goes. Yeah. Like those should definitely be banned. So there's like see, de- there's that's some the stuff. thing. It's like you're arguing towards what would make ads effective. You would want it to be not flashy or like interesting to look at. You would want it to blend in with the background, which completely negates the purpose of having ads to begin with. I mean, well, like there's also like I mean, do ads work at all? Like I mean, they we we believe that they work, uh, for the most part. And yeah, it's it's, I like, think it's like a more of a subliminal kind of like thing. Like you see the word enough that like it becomes part of your consciousness. Like the whole Uber thing. I was talking to my Uber driver, and they're like, "Yeah, you really Nift is a better company." This is his words. Like it's a better company. Like it pays better or whatever. But the problem is, like the word Uber has so gotten into our like society that it's become a verb, and people like are just using it now. Just because people like kind of remember it and kind of recognize it. Yeah, and that's stuff that you can't like. You can't figure out how they did. I mean, you can't really like. Money can't really buy that, as far as I know. It just happens. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's all about exposure. You expose yourself as much as you can. People will yeah. remember you. Um, but I think there is. There, there just needs to be a, a guideline for how ads should be presented on the web. Because I think anything that's flashy, like, that's, like, that was 90s. 90s and, like, you know, millennial 90s, stuff. like early 2000s. All that shit should just be, like, like, this 2015, we should have, like, really, we should have, we have all this data on, like, you know, our usage and mm-hmm. stuff. There should be, like, very relevant ads to what I want to see. Um, yeah. And, it, like, there has been times where I actually clicked on an ad or, like, a Google search that was, like, represented as an ad. And I clicked uh-huh. that first before over all the other search items. Yeah. I've I've clicked on ads before too, like you know, because Amazon knows my search history and like showed me oh offer on like a certain lens or whatever, and I've clicked it. <coughs> so I get like there is like you know super targeted um, ads do work on certain kinds of people, but I feel like ads are awful because one, you're using the web on your phone right most of the time. Yeah. Ads use up your data. They use your data to be loaded into your browsing thing. So it's like it's being imposed on you. You're 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 paying for your time on the internet, but they're using up your time too. That's why the content blocker was such a cool thing for me because you know, like I've seen my usage of like data go down significantly because it doesn't show all the ads. Uh I didn't think of that approach, but that is also true. And some people have believe like think that there should be like a subscription fee to the internet or something. I I would be really into that actually. If I got to pay five like five dollars per like you know um, uh, ad free experience, I would. I've purchased apps because I really don't want like ads. Like I'd pay like the little fee. Like I don't care. Just as long as I get the purest version of the experience I'm supposed to. I feel like that premium is worth it in the end i don't like the whole freemium system that like you know like oh it's free but then you see a bunch of ads that's intrusive and that's annoying and it takes up data that's why i like content blockers but like the whole whitelist thing is really kind of like it's just them leeching off the bigger companies to be able to make their own money you know what i mean they're just like they're being um 
like the gatekeepers to the internet kind of thing. True, but I mean, if you're put in their position where like you're <clears throat> you make this add-on that has ma- that makes no money, and in fact, it makes opposite of that because you're stopping everybody else from making money, and yeah. then Google like says like, hey, we'll give you like X million dollars to let like these ads through. Yeah. Would you do it? Would you like? I would. Well, yeah, I, that, I'm be well, I, mean, honest, I would take that money. That's the thing. That's the business model. I mean, I'm not questioning the whole capitalistic idea of it. Like, we've created this <coughs> really great software that people use, but we can let you have like a back door to people's you know computers if you pay a fee. I get the idea. Like, of course, everything like boils down to money and everything. But I feel like I would rather go for the per month browser because i really hate the fact that you know it just gets in the way of the experience like i'll pay more for a premium experience and to be like bombarded by terrible ugly things on my browsing experience like i love the reader option on my safari thing when i'm reading things because it's so clean it's so it's great there's no bullshit on there yeah you know, no, I, I, agree. I i wish that there was a chrome extension they just killed every ad and i would pay like a dollar every month or something like that you know and i'm um, pretty sure a bunch of other people would too i mean like, i'm gonna probably buy the new Tweetbot, and it's not that much better than my like Tweetbot 3 but since i love the software i'll buy it do you use Tweetbot? uh i do not use Tweetbots. it's like a five dollar app not a lot of people will pay for a five dollar app but i'm like i would because i I really like the service. I really like the product. So, I mean, what's five dollars for like a really great piece of like software? You know. Um, well, the way I do it is that I have um, I just whitelist sites, sites that I like. I really want to support, or people that okay. I like want to give money to. I just give money to, um, because like you know I want to support them. But like otherwise, yeah. I would just keep it up because like there's there's no reason. So I'll whitelist certain sites. Um, yeah. That I want to. Um, because I believe that their their business model works, and I want to give them money. Uh-huh. So there you go. So I think that it should it should just work. It should be that simple, but it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I don't know what the future is because I know YouTube. Um, at the end of this month, they put out a for everybody who makes who is a big content producer for YouTube or YouTube partner has to sign a uh, a new contract. Um, that will. Basically, the realistic terms that makes it everybody believe that they're going to be releasing a subscription service for YouTube, Mm -hmm. which you'll pay like, you know, five to ten bucks and you won't be able to see any video ads on YouTube. Um, Which is interesting because, I mean, YouTube is something that I consume a lot of. And Mm -hmm. as people who are using Google services right now and which could very well be a a future ad supported media, um, you know, like. I don't know how do you feel, how do you feel about paying a subscription service to get no ads on YouTube? It's actually a really interesting idea. I I haven't really put much thought into it because I don't think <laughs> I watch YouTube as much as a lot of people. Um. Yeah, I rarely use YouTube. Like, I can't really think of. Huh. Like I, yeah, use I don't I, I don't I don't really use YouTube that much. Uh, I'm a big YouTuber, and I, I use Netflix a lot. Uh, yeah, like I mean, Netflix like Netflix is great. Like they didn't they just like make it ten dollars now for like a month, or is it like fifteen or something? Yeah, uh, I think they, they went up the price. I think it's like ten dollars now. Um, 
And I think that like that's for sure worth it because you gain access to all this content. And this YouTube's the same thing. Like it's free, but yeah. if you want to get if you want to like you know pay subscription, you get like you, you're giving back to all the content producing like the people who are on YouTube making things, yeah. and you get to like don't have to feel worried about like you know blocking ads because you can ad block YouTube ads. I will say. Cause and, and like oh my god it's insanely good like literally like there's just no no ad like no pre roll ads yeah. I don't know I don't know how it works uh, I think it's voodoo <laughs> magic but if you go to mobile you'll get one like every every so often um, yeah. they're not that bad usually but with that being said five dollars make it go away on mobile like I'd probably do it it's it's pretty nice and if it means that it, more people get paid on YouTube because I know if you're a content producer you're kind of sometimes getting screwed. Uh, in terms of how much track, like, because everything's like a numbers game, you know, it's like you get like ten dollars for like a thousand views, or I don't even know how much you get now. Um, maybe probably less than that. Yep. Um, I'd be I'd be totally down for that idea. <laughs> um, Interesting. I didn't so, know like YouTube was gonna think about doing that. <coughs> they're gonna do that, and then they're also gonna launch a separate service that will uh, focus around YouTube Music Key. Mm. Which well, yeah, don't don't they about. already have like kind of a tab for that? Uh, we say again. Didn't they already have a tab for like YouTube Music? They do. I think I don't. Uh, kind of like in their I YouTube ex- gaming channel kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think I, I haven't really explored the music side of YouTube. But what's happened also is that that's how YouTube is how I discover and listen to music now. Um, not yeah. now, but like I've been doing it for a while. It's just you know something you just find something on YouTube, you like it, and you create a playlist of just YouTube videos. And, um, it's kind of, I, I've never felt because of it, I've never felt the need to subscribe to things like Apple music, which I've let expire or even Spotify that's free and ad supported as well. I just haven't felt the need to, um, because I just use YouTube. Um, so for something I use so often, I would, I would definitely consider paying a subscription to get no ads. If it also meant that, you know, the people who produce like the real content, like people who are like MKBHD, Like, concept that I really appreciate. Let me tell you, that guy. Great Dude, you have, like, a man crush on him. Yeah, he he creates great tech videos. They're really fast, succinct, and they look... I mean, because he shoots with 8K camera. (laughs) He, like, goes completely overkill (laughs) on production production value. value. Like, I definitely, like... I dig it. Like, I kind of wish that you still lived in Chico so you can set up lighting. Like, we would have a third bedroom just for, like, lighting and, like, our work stuff. That would be freaking rad. It's yeah, and like I, I, I mean, anything that's worth producing, producing is worth overproducing. So, yeah. uh, I kind of like so. that idea. But with that being said, so I, I like yeah, the, everything's still rough and tumble in terms of like who's get how how are people going to make ads? Because I think in the long run, like the way we've implemented ads is not sustainable, and clearly mm-hmm. people, you know, want change. And yeah. the question is, people have to ask, like, should we pay a fee? Because we already pay, like, the thing is, like, everybody, gets, everybody gets upset because we we pay for so many things already. Like, we pay yeah. to already access the internet. Like, do we really want to, like, bundle that in? Like, that doesn't, like, make sense. Like, I should, they should shape to our, our tastes rather than us having to pay more to get yeah. the exact the same thing. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Uh, the way I've just been doing it is just basically, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I feel like are... there should just be an option, like an ad-free option, and then, you know, you would just pay the browser. But for me, that's like the thing. Well, if you stay in the Google universe, you're, you're <laughs> paying with your body, basically. Because <laughs> uh, they know... That's awful. Well, one thing's for sure, they know everything about me, because, like, I use all Google services, so... <laughs> 
Um, which brings up this other point. Um, because Google makes money off of you in some way, by you're, you're giving them data, they give you free access to their services, which runs contrary yeah. to another company called DuckDuckGo. Um, and mm-hmm. so uh, this company hey, spawned because... Du- what does DuckDuckGo do? So DuckDuckGo is also is another is a competing search engine <clears throat> that okay. is privacy focused. So they don't track any of your search like your results. There's no like users. It's just you just use the site and it's supposed to give you results without having to ever worry about you track you tracking it. Or so it's a search stuff. engine or is it a browser? It's a search engine. Okay. Sorry, so you can use it in Chrome or in Safari. Yeah, you just you know just use it like you would Google. Um, okay. It has gotten better over the years. Um, I can't quite say that it's on the same level of, as Google at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a recent article where the CEO came out and like kind of called out like, you know, Google and said like, it's a myth that you need to track people to make money in web search. Um, because they yeah. said like DuckDuckGo is profitable as a business right now with just, uh, just normal ads, just like without having to yeah. track people and stuff like that. Let me ask and, you a question. If mm. you search something, if you search face on, um, DuckDuckGo, does it give you a face or Facebook? Let's find out. <coughs> it shows up Facebook. Ugh. Facebook is the official site. Wikipedia, Twitter, App Store, Android. Face vocal band. Face the IMDb. Yeah, it's, just, mm. it's so weird to me to like, you know, these kinds of... <laughs> it's kind of nice. It's, kinda, it's not a bad site. Um, Like, you, I don't know. Like, some people really do take... Uh, their privacy seriously as yeah. you should at least be informed on whether or not like because most people most technologists will know you know like I'm using this service and I know that I'm freely giving up my like personal data to get the yeah. service for free um, and I'm glad that there's alternate search engines like DuckDuckGo mm-hmm. that you can go to to not have to worry about them tracking you or doing things like that but at the same time while they may be profitable, it, I don't believe that it's anywhere near the profitability that Google is, because Google is yeah. insane. So as everybody already knows, I mean, it's not going to yeah. be the same. But um, I don't know. Do Do you care about being tracked at all? Because I know also. I mean, the, no. I mean, here's the here's the kind of weird conundrum I feel about like privacy. It doesn't exist anymore, really. Like there is no way you can be like a private human being in the world we live in today, like our jobs depend on us being online. It depends on us having a presence online. Like I'm especially like kind of like someone who's in the media, like <coughs> it's important for me to be online and like give up my privacy so that I, it's, you know, it becomes a part of my job. So it's a weird kind of idea that I have to balance out my idea of like who I am as a human being and like my private life versus the fact that there's a certain part of me that has to be online because that's just the way the world works now. You know, it's like there, there's no choice anymore. You have to be someone online or else you're no one. You know, it's no longer just like, oh, we're just giving our stuff away for free, but we can stop it. You really can't stop it, can you? That's you know? true. And there's even, it's gotten even to the point where, um, like, if the... <clears throat> With the, the dawn of uh, big data and being yeah. able to pull together a bunch of s- strings to, to figure out who people are, um, it, let's say, for instance, you were going to cancel or like your your phone bill got too high and you're going to call a company to cancel it or like, you know, try to haggle them down in some way. 
um, you'll call them and you'll say like, hey, I'm looking to cancel um, my plan or whatever. And yeah. what there are systems in place. I don't know what company uses it. Maybe all of them. But there are systems in place that do assign you a footprint score, like a social yeah. footprint score. It's like, how significant is this person in their social circles? Are they like, mm-hmm. are they people that are that make a big impact? Like, are they like, you know, do they have a lot of reach uh, in terms of audience? Because if you, the larger that number is, the more likely they're going to give you what you want. But if your yeah. number is like zero or like, you know, very small, they're going to be like, well, we can let this person go and they'll be like, no fallback because this person doesn't, yeah. this person does have strong, um, doesn't have strong presence online. Yeah. And like that to me seems like blows my mind. Cause I'm like, oh my God, that's like, <laughs> it's it, it makes sense but it also yeah. is just like oh my god like that shouldn't it shouldn't be that way right you it know? shouldn't be like i mean like yeah it's like they're pre- giving preferential treatment to people who have like social pull but like yeah. if you're thinking about it it's like i've used that to my advantage like i have complained online you know i've blasted companies for like shipping me wrong things or whatever like best buy or whatever because i know they'll see it and they don't want me to be talking about them online yeah and uh, it just it's like okay it's giving power to the little person i guess you know it's like in the in the same kind of weird way but then the person has to give up a lot of privacy to be able to do that so it's like it's a weird give and take overall the only thing i'm just worried about is how secure data that's being collected about me is um yeah this includes like the nsa with their whole prison project which yeah um, you know, I'm not generally okay with it, but that being said, I, I like, if they're going to do it, I want them to have like very strict regulations on how that data on, like, is used. What they can use it, you know, like yeah. who gets to see it kind of thing. Cause people who've worked in the NSA have come out and straight said like, they like, they're like, they will pass around data. They're like, dude, listen to this voicemail. Like, it's like crazy. Yeah. Like, and like, yeah, listen, Dave, like, people have like, you know, like I've heard like, you know, horror stories about people in the NSA, like listening in on their ex-girlfriend's conversations and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and it's, it, yeah. And like that stuff right? bothers me. Cause I'm just like, cause I'm just like, that's like so unprofessional and, if put in the same position, like that's so tempting, you know. Yeah. You put someone who has that well, much I mean, power. Well, I mean, human beings are human stuff. beings. Like, I think we all are like susceptible to that kind of like awfulness because you have a lot of power, you know. Yeah, when you're collecting that much data uh, from all like the big companies, like and all the traffic, like, like I can't, like, I mean, the, everything that Snowden says is like it's completely insane. Like, you're like, I mean, insanely amazing, uh, yeah. and, like insane to believe, but it's true, and. Mm-hmm. I I don't think we can stop this. However, yeah. I think we need to put regulations in place that control yeah. how this stuff happens. Um, I could yeah. be wrong. Someone might just come up and say, like, I think we can stop it. And okay. that'd be fine, too. But. Remember, okay, so going back to what we talked about before, like how we collect ads because, you know, like Amazon or whatever knew, like, you know, how we browsed. We've, you know, we talked about that, right? How, like, I clicked about, like, a lens or whatever because it knew that I like lenses. Yes. So that's cool, right? But think about the generation that hasn't been without the internet their entire life. Like, kids with iPhones and iPads, you know, right now, who will never know a world without the internet. Every single decision, every single thought or anything they write is on the internet now. How easy is it to, like, this is, like, really big brothery kind of stuff, but how easy would it be to predict, like, the next few kind of, you know, choices that kid will make? Because they, you know so much about that kid because they've been online for so long um 
This brings up a very interesting, yeah, from a marketing perspective, this is amazing. Because uh, you get to see all this stuff that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can predict. Like, like you just get to learn so much about their buying habits and like what they yeah. do. But yeah. at the same time, like, yeah, it's true. Like, they their expect, expectation of privacy is going down because that this is all they've they've ever known. Yeah. And like that, that's just the way things like like things like Snapchat. I mean, I guess Snapchat's not really public at all. But you know, on Twitter, at very least, like I've seen people. When I used to monitor um, Chico State's like like uh, Twitter account and stuff like that, people would post like crazy stuff, like lots yeah. of part, like them partying or stuff like that. And sometimes they delete it after, but you know when stuff's out on the web, there's no guarantee anything ever del- like it's just gone. There's forever. a screenshot, man. Everyone there's, screenshots. Yeah, someone's got a screenshot somewhere or something's going on. And dude, I've uh, tracked. I've been tracking geocodes in Chico for like maybe close to a year now. The things I've seen come out of these like, all these twitter things it's just like it's mostly kids on twitter like i don't see a lot of you know like kind of middle-aged people on the geocode of chico's twitter i see a lot of kids and high school kids and they're like talking about their problems very publicly and like you know like conversations with their friends and like whose booty is so fly stuff like that it's just it's weird that, that stuff is permanent and on the internet and like you know they can see it. Everyone can see it. If a guy like me who can just track geocodes has like seen your tweet, they probably don't know a lot of people like you know will be able to see what they do, even though they're like a nobody in the internet. It's weird. Um, going back to the to the Twitter thing, the uh, so Twitter has updated their analytics a few months ago, and you can see like really interesting stuff. Like you can see, um. The, a percentage of my audience so like right now i'm looking offline it's like interesting so it's comedy movies and television 80 percent of my audience has an interest in comedy and movies then it's yeah. followed by movie and mood like news technology tech news music uh mm-hmm. um it just kind of like changes around but i remember looking at like it would it would you can look at things like um what their interests were and it was like like beer and like <laughs> like man- mayonnaise was actually a, a listing on there um i love mayonnaise some people love mayonnaise man and uh it's just so it's so interesting to look at the, like really like demographics and interests of people who, who are following you yeah um like i don't know how they put all this together <laughs> I, mean, I mean i i know how they put it together but like it's still like it still blows my mind when you look at it um Things like that. I don't know. I don't really yeah. remember how where I was going with that, but analytics are extremely fascinating to me. And yeah. when you look at an audience size that's very big, you get to learn a lot about, like, oh, well, people people that follow me are not really into tech news; they're into comedy. Like, oh, that's that's interesting. Like, I didn't know yeah. that. Like, why is that? And you kind of like. And then you can shape your message to your followers. You know, that's how you use that data. It's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be talking about technology, but like, you know, just talking about like kevin hart what 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 kevin hart like hate for breakfast today you know or something i don't know what people do i mean it'll even show you stuff like household income categories like 18 percent of my audience has an income from 75k to 90 to ninety nine thousand dollars, and yeah. it shows you like network the rest of it unemployed <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i didn't know apparently I, I have a lot of people who are rich that follow me for some reason mm-hmm. uh i'm not sure how they calculated that All, education like but consumer buying styles, yeah, like ethnic explorers, premium brands, fresh and healthy, uh, wireless carriers, like who usually follows me, like occupation types. Could you of like put me. us up online, like uh, on the video thing right now? Yeah, let me um, let me pull it up here. 
this is like really interesting. Um, yeah. So anybody can do this if you have a Twitter account. You can take a look. Hopefully, there's not like no sensitive information on this page. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> so you can take a look. Um, boom. So yeah, you get comedy, music, comedy, a lot of comedy, more stuff like that. Scroll yeah. down. Occupations. So you can see professional, technical, homemakers, self-employed people, white collars, uh, student, retired, or actually at the lower. See, okay. Kind of so thing. here's my question. Where in Twitter does it, like, say what you do for a living? That's the thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it's, um, okay, so here's, I, I know some people put it in the descriptions. Like, I have, you know, the, the fact that my journal is on my description, but a lot of people don't. So how much of it is from, you know, their profiles versus how much of it is just, like, stuff that they know from, like, just tracking you? Um, I mean, probably all of it from tracking. It says like right here, occupation, uh, from data logics, Twitter partner. So they're pulling yeah. from other databases that say like, okay, well, this is the people with the same name that fit the same type of person. Yeah. Yep. Um, or things that you tweet, you know, also define, cause like me, I tweet about tech stuff, the show, um, you barely even tweet. Stuff. I don't tweet that often. It's true. Um, you don't even Instagram that often. I what the hell do you do online, Jeff? I never use Instagram. Um, I know, it makes me sad. I, I'm just not an Instagram person. Um, I'm more You're a Snapchat, Snapchat person. I'm definitely more of a Snapchat person. Uh, Twitter, that doesn't mean I use I don't use Twitter. It just means I browse Twitter more than I like, actually Yeah, post you're not because, a creator. Because some you're people like a... post, like, I have to like mute lots of people on my Twitter feed because they just post all the time. Like, it's just... I post a lot. I don't see yours as much. I guess maybe other people are overshadowing how much you post because... Yeah, I mean, um, I don't try to... I don't, I'm not like a crazy person, but... <laughs> you so. know, I tweet enough. So anyhow, um, just an interesting insight. If you have a, a Twitter account, you can go to analytics, analytics.twitter.com and you can check out your own account for what your audience is. I kind of um, want to check that out. So I would definitely recommend taking a look into it. But it's just another thing on this whole privacy thing. Um, yeah, these these things are this, this data that everybody has on this new generation and everybody who uses these services is knowing it's, it's valuable. It's extremely valuable. Yeah. And I don't think that it's bound to change unless everybody really makes a stand on it. And the thing is, it's no one, there's not enough people who care. Yeah. Um, like the, here's the other thing. It's just, I don't think privacy is an illusion, especially now technology has made privacy kind of like a moot point. Like everything you do, you have, you have, you're online like your entire life. Now you have a cell phone with you at all times. Now there is no privacy anymore. It's just what we have to do is make sure that we know what data is being collected on us and where it's going and who's be who's gonna see it. That's the only thing because we're we're just data now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a good quote. We're just data now. We're just data now. We're numbers and interests and age, I, and you know. But that's if some if someone wanted to have. If someone wanted to live a life of privacy, I would believe that there should be an easier way. Um, yeah. Like, even with Google, like, there's things like right to be forgotten. It's called being a lumberjack. <laughs> but not everybody wants to be a lumberjack. Exactly, but that's the only real way. Like, you can, like, I've met people who've lived off-grid. Um, and, yeah, there's ways, but it's not, it's not, like, normal or easy. And I think there should yeah. be some way of, like, opting in, like, hey, yeah. I, I want to have, like, I don't want to have these things tracked. I just want to, like have these normal mm -hmm. i just want to like use duck like things like DuckDuckGo or mm -hmm. but even if you're using DuckDuckGo, uh i personally do not believe that the search results that they are giving me are as good as google's and i yeah. don't know if that's because that they've catered the results to me 
or if that's just because Google's search algorithm is just straight up better, which could be both. I, I mean, know. they've been in the game for quite a long time now. Yeah, they definitely have. Um, so there's no answer to any of these. It is just total discussion on it. Um, but if you guys want to give your two cents, give us a shout out. Uh, we have a new Twitter account. I don't know if we talked yeah. about it. Um, so we're at <laughs> tech underscore laundry. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, we're tech underscore laundry. Tech underscore laundry. Let me just make sure to follow us. You know, like, I, we're just starting. Like we're still kind of we're on the precipice of everything. It's just this is all very early going. So like we're both on it now. We're tweeting from it. It's, it's cool stuff. And mm. you can you can still follow us on our personal Twitter. You know. I'm at Tercius Buffetta and stuff. So what else is going on? Like, we still have to talk about whether or not we really do want to start a Patreon. Yeah, we need to think about that. Let me, uh... Oh, wait, not make a comment, Sans. Let me change that. Bam! <laughs> at Tech Laundry. Check that out, guys. Um, sorry, yeah. people who are listening, um, I just put it on the screen. <laughs> uh, make sure to check out all of our podcasts and previous content on our website at techlaundrypodcast.com oh, what else there so we're um, on iTunes we're on Stitcher where else are we at we're on uh, Acast if you're using that app um, yep, we're on we are on pretty much I mean between those two we're available, we're available when, if everywhere. you want us you're, if you want to stream us through our site you can do that um, the Squarespace audio player isn't exactly the pinnacle of audio playing however you can do it uh, what will happen in the future is that we'll have an embedded player uh, from a separate host that will go onto the site and hopefully we'd be better. Um, yeah. You can actually like adjust volume and shit. Like, I don't know why you can't do that on this one. <laughs> right? It's, it's um, very kind of just like bare bones. Yeah, it's pretty bare bones right now. Gets the job done, but really you should just... Really in general, you should be using a, a podcast app or a, a different player of some sort because it's just better. Yeah, and make sure to subscribe. If this is the first time you've listened to us. Please subscribe. Indeed. Not all of our uh, episodes are necessarily this serious. This one was much more about uh, privacy. Yeah, this is kind of like got like a dark kind of sad point. Like usually we're all like really excited about tech. tech but this is one of our like, oof. If you want really good news here. If you want some, if you want some excitement, listen to our last episode. I was pretty excited about a lot of stuff. We're also <laughs> recording this at night. So it's kind of weird just looking at it. Like, oh, we usually do it in the morning, but now it's like ten thirty. Here yeah. on the coast. Stu, so check this out. Uh, a lot of stuff coming soon. We'll be having my piece up on Sonic 2.0. So if you're interested, make sure to check that out. Check that out. A lot of big things happening, you guys. Indeed. And with that, we'll close out the episode. Uh, follow me at Jeffrey A. Baron, and follow me at, at Tercius Buffette. And use the uh, hashtag Tech Laundry. Uh, for any questions or like ideas you guys want us to talk about next we really appreciate you guys talking back to us so definitely give us a shout out indeed and for that we'll see you guys next time bye yeah I I have to keep checking because I think